Hello and welcome back to the Five Red Lights podcast. Although this is an F1 podcast, for today's episode, I'm going to take some time to tell you why, if you are an F1 fan, you should also be watching F2. F2, or Formula 2 as it exists now, was started in 2005 under the name GP2, with the intention of providing an affordable training ground for drivers looking to make the final step into Formula 1. Since its inception in 2005, notable champions of the series include future F1 world champions Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, who won in 2005 and 2006 respectively, as well as past F1 drivers such as Timo Glock, Nico Hülkenberg, F1 race winner and legend Pastor Maldonado, Roman Grosjean, Jolien Palmer and Stoffel Van Dorn. Current F1 drivers who won the series include Pierre Gasly, Charles Leclerc, George Russell and Mick Schumacher. Despite the high number of F2 graduates in F1, success in the series does not guarantee a seat, as Mercedes Formula E driver Nick De Vries, the 2019 series champion, would agree. So, why should you watch F2? Firstly, F2 is a spec series. This means all cars are the same. All cars are made up of the same Delara chassis and a V6 engine. A special side note for those who don't like the hybrid element of F1, F2 engines do not have this and have what some people will consider a more satisfying sound than the hybrids in F1, despite having less power. Formula 2 cars also have much simplified aero compared to F1 cars. This allows for better following, better overtaking and more action than is seen at a lot of races in F1, with battles for the lead often involving close fighting until the final lap. Despite the simplified aero reducing the effects of dirty air, F2 cars still have the DRS system found in F1. The way tyres work is also a lot different than in F1. Most noticeable at first is the fact that F2 cars run the 18-inch rims that F1 will be adopting from 2022 compared to the current 13-inch rims found in F1 for this season. In Formula 2, only two tyre compounds are available for the weekend, creating interesting tyre strategy, especially in the feature race on Sundays where there is a mandatory pit stop. There are also no tyre blankets in F2, unlike in F1, so drivers have to get the tyres up to temperature on track themselves. This isn't easy, and leads to interesting moments after pit stops especially, making time management an essential skill and something that allows drivers to rise to the top in a spec series. The format of F2 weekends is also quite different, and potentially confusing for viewers coming from F1 with its established weekend format. For the 2021 season, the F2 weekend format has been redone to reduce costs for drivers. The costs for a season in F2 had been skyrocketing, with highly rated driver Callum Eilat giving the increased costs a reason he could not continue to fight for the title again in 2021, despite being part of the Ferrari Driver Academy and coming close in 2020. First, there is qualifying on Friday. The top 10 from Quali are then reversed for the first sprint race that takes place on Saturday morning. The top 10 finishes in the first sprint race are then reversed to create the grid for the second sprint race that takes place later on Saturday after F1 Quali. The order set on Friday is then used for a full length feature race on the Sunday. An extra race is good news for racing fans and means the whole weekend is filled with on track action. The use of reverse grids shakes the grids up and generally prevents the pole to P1 victory seen in F1, but still allows the best drivers to rise up through the order with entertaining racing provided by the equal machinery of the series. 
F1 fans are likely to become better acquainted with sprint races this season anyway, with F1 team principals voicing support for experimentation with sprint race qualifying, with sprint races to be trialled at a small number of races this season, likely to be the British Grand Prix, along with the Italian, Brazilian and Canadian Grand Prix who are in contention for another two spots for this trial format. Formula 2, sprint races are not used as part of qualifying, but are races in their own right. They are shorter races without a mandatory pit stop, where 100% is given for the full distance. However, just because pit stops are not mandatory doesn't mean they can't be used effectively. At certain tracks, a pit stop in a sprint race can be used very effectively, such as Charles Leclerc's victory in Bahrain in 2017 on his way to the title, an amazing individual performance which saw him overtake much of the field after his pit stop, changing onto some softer tyres. Because of sprint races, points in F2 also work differently. Pole position earned on Fridays worth 4 points. Sprint races award points for the top 8 finishes, from 15 points down to 2 for 8th place. Feature race points on a Sunday are awarded on the same scale as F1. The fastest lap set by a top 10 finisher is rewarded with 2 points compared to the 1 point in F1. The increased number of points available, as well as the varying points available in each race, adds an interesting aspect to the championship, and with so many points available on a weekend, the battle for the title often reaches the final weekend of the season, creating tense moments. However, unfortunately, due to the revised format, F2 is only present in a limited number of races on the calendar, with F3 and other series, such as W Series, filling the sport gaps at other weekends. This year, F2 is present at the Bahrain, Monaco, Azerbaijan, British, Italian and Russian Grand Prix, as well as the controversial new Jeddah circuit in Saudi Arabia and the season finale in Abu Dhabi. The Bahrain event last weekend showed the potential of the new format. Rookie and Red Bull junior Liam Lawson won the first sprint race, with fellow rookie, reigning F3 champion and Alpine Academy driver Oscar Piastri winning the second. Another Alpine Academy driver, Guan Yu Zhou, won his first feature race on the Sunday of the first weekend of his third career in the series, leading the championship going into the next round in Monaco. The weekend in Bahrain wasn't without drama however, with everyone's favourite arsehole Dan Tictum suffering from bad luck and creating some of his own. The success of the rookies last weekend in Bahrain highlights the quality of the F2 paddock, with plenty of talent. On top of the race winners mentioned previously, the F2 grid includes highly rated drivers such as Ferrari Driver Academy driver Robert Schwartzman, Red Bull Junior driver Jehan Deruvela and Sauber Academy driver Theo Porcher, who narrowly missed out on the F3 title to Piastri last year at the last round in Mugello. Any one of a number of drivers could win the title this year, and with limited seats available in F1 and many drivers competing with members of the same academy, competition is fierce and nothing is held back, creating eventful and exciting racing. For example, the Alpine Academy has three drivers in the series, who all finished on the podium in Bahrain, Piastri, Lungard and Joe. The Red Bull Junior team is also represented by three drivers, Jehan Druvela, Yuri Vips and Liam Lawson. In effect, all of these drivers are competing for the same seat in Formula 1, so expect tough racing when they meet on track. However, despite being a spec series, not all teams are truly equal, something perhaps to be expected in a sport like motorsport. Some teams, like Prema, have much more money than others and are able to employ more experienced or more skilled staff. With a higher budget, teams are also able to replace parts that are unregulated with much more frequency, giving their cars an edge against others. Teams like ART Grand Prix, Dams and more recently Prema have dominated the standings in both the drivers and teams championships. With that being said, 
there is nowhere near the disparity between teams seen in Formula 1. In 2020, 6 out of the 11 teams on the grid won a race. Overall, Formula 2 is well worth watching, even if not as religiously as Formula 1. The racing is close and engaging and full of drama, and the drivers are a show of raw talent, highlighted by the even machinery of the series. There is also a level of satisfaction to seeing a driver you supported in the junior series eventually make it to F1. As someone who watched George Russell and Mick Schumacher in their junior racing careers, however, it can be painful watching a driver who dominated in the lower formulas languish at the back of the field in a Williams or a Haas. Anyway, that's all for this episode of the 5 Red Lights podcast, and I hope this episode has made you consider watching the series. Unfortunately, the next race isn't until Monaco at the end of May, but that just gives you plenty of time to catch up on past races. Thank you for listening, and be sure to rate the podcast if you enjoyed, as well as following our Instagram at 5 Red Lights Podcast. Goodbye.